0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: i pre-record on my count. 7,
0: 6, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to, to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
2: Hey, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the last Eagle Hour of the week, and what a great day it is. Beautiful weather here in South Mississippi. Game day at the Pete Taylor Park as the Rice Owls are in town. Uh, just everything looks fantastic for the weekend. Uh, no better time than to uh, bring Jack Duggan on. We're going to have him on here in just a moment. First, want to thank our Good friends at Southern Bank Corps for sponsoring the studios. This is Bob Getty. Luke Johnson's back with us today. He's at the Southern Bank Core studio in Laurel. I'm at the Bank Core studio in Hattiesburg. We're glad you're with us. Dickies Barbecue sponsors the opening segment of the Eagle Hour every day. We appreciate them mightily and encourage you, if you want a great meal for your family, uh, make sure it's Dickies. Also, they'll cater any event for you, large or small. Well, the weather is beautiful. Pete Taylor Park is magnificent. The Golden Eagles are red hot. What better time to bring on Jack Duggan, sports information director and baseball guru for Southern Miss. Jack, how are you, buddy?
3: Good, Bob. Yourself?
2: Uh, man, I'm feeling really good these days, and uh, I think everybody that follows the Golden Eagles got to be feeling pretty good at what uh, for what has really been, Jack, uh, an almost unbelievable run here in the middle of the season.
3: Well, it really has been. I mean, uh, what eleven games in a row? The Eagles have won, it's tied for the what the uh, fourth longest winning streak under Scott Berry. Uh, you know, the school record is fourteen. So, uh, I mean, just we have played a really, really good month of April, and you know, ever since the Dallas Baptist series, uh, you know, we've we've played we've played phenomenal baseball. We've won. Uh, 16 of our last 17, 19 of our last 21, and you know we're just we're just uh, rolling along. Hope we can try to keep that going.
2: No question, Jack. You've seen a lot of good Southern Miss baseball teams. Uh, we both have enjoyed that through the years, but this one seems. I don't know. I have a sense it's a little different. Is it is it the depth of the pitching staff that is the difference? How do you see it?
3: Well, I think I think we start with pitching. Um, you know, when you look when you look at a team that that's two point nine zero earner on earn average, uh, third in the or second in the country, um, you know you look you look down the you look down the team's ERAs. It's one four two. It's one eight five. It's two. It's two oh one. It's two twenty one. It's two forty one. It's two sixty seven. It's two ninety five. It's three thirty three. It's three thirty eight. Three thirty eight. Four twenty eight. Four ninety one. That's you know, and that's that's most of your guys that have thrown. I mean, that's that's phenomenal. I mean, you know, yeah. You know, I asked an old friend of mine who's a who's a former college pitching coach, and they say if if you can get four four or under in college baseball in your ERA, you're doing pretty well. And the Eagles are at two ninety, so you know you figure you figure you give up three runs a game, and if you can score four or five. Eagles are averaging 6.5 a game. That translates into a lot of wins, and that's what has happened, you know, for this program this this spring.
2: No question. And, and you know, you see a lot of things that really catch your eye about pitching uh, this year. Obviously, uh, Tanner Hall's great pitcher. Hunter Riggins has done a great job. But, Jack, what really strikes me is even on those rare occasions when our starters have not performed up to expectation, you can bring – two, three, four guys in from the bullpen and and they just suffocate the opponents most nights.
3: Well, you know, perfect example of that, Bob, is last weekend down at FIU. uh, The last 14 innings that the bullpen covered, they were all scoreless innings. So you you look, you look Waldrop leaving the ballgame in the third and the bullpen, the bullpen carried uh, nine and two-thirds scoreless innings in that that finale. You know, uh, there's a lot, there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, that's, that's that's a remarkable feat, and, and it goes to show you how good our relief pitching. In fact, if you go back and look at those games, three different relievers were were saddled with two runners left on base, right, and, and they got out of trouble uh, without uh, letting an inherited runner score. So, you know, you look at that. That's another big piece of the puzzle, you know, for the Golden Eagles. I think this this spring, you know, you, you go down, you go down, and you look at. You know, runners inherited to score. You know, you look at Landon Harper. He's he's inherited twenty four runners this year, and only four of those have scored. That's sixteen point seven percent. Bob, that's that's lights out, man. That's <laughs> that's as good as you can get. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got him. You got you know Isaiah Rhodes. He's inherited ten runners and he's let two score. You know, uh, Garrett Ramsey has inherited twelve. He's let four score. I mean, I mean, those are uh what Ben efforts he's inherited 10 runners he's let three score so you know it's phenomenal then you look at you look at first pitch or first batters that that the relievers have faced again again Landon harper three of 16 Garrett Ramsey two of 12 Dalton rogers one of ten those are guys that have gotten hits now it doesn't count walks but but guys that have gotten, the first batter out when they've come into an inning. How many times have you seen this year? You know, two runners, three runners on with two out, and Oz goes to the bullpen, and we get a punch out, or we get a pop up, or something. It's happened a lot, and 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 that's a credit. That's a credit to our pitching coach. It's a credit to our our pitching staff. And uh, I tell you what, they're fun to watch. If you love pitching. This is the type of team that you want to watch. No
2: perform. question, we love Landon. We've given him the nickname around here of the dog, and that's just what he's been. Jack, he's just uh, kind of got that bulldog look on his face when he comes on the mound. He's just one of many, but boy, that kid's been lights out.
3: He really has been, and and you know, you know, like you said, he's not the only one. I mean, everybody, just about everybody that has had an opportunity has stepped up at one point or another this year, and and you know, you just feel like you just feel like. When when Southern Miss goes to the bullpen, they're going to get out of whatever trouble that, right. that they are in, and 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 that's just that's kind of the way it is. That's kind of why we're sitting, you know, Bob at, at um, you know what twenty nine and eight, and we're the numbers <laughs> what number six team in the country.
2: It's awesome.
3: You guys keep up with that more than I did. It's
2: awesome. Get in here, Luke, uh, with the old left hander,
0: Jack. We've really seen it. Um, we saw it the first part of the season, but really, I mean, what four. Three or four games in, the, in, in this winning streak where the Eagles, maybe more than that, the Eagles went down and have rallied. And we're not just talking like Pete Taylor Park, match. We're talking about like, you know, they've been down multiple times in a game. They'll fight back and then the other team will take the lead. It just seems that's the different dynamic with this Southern Miss baseball team is that they don't ever feel like they're out of a game.
3: Well, that's true. You know, you look last four ball games, the Eagles at one point or another have trailed. You know, before then, we went about 54 innings without trailing. You know, think about that. You know, until the middle game of the FIU series, we went 54 innings without trailing in a ball game. And then we trailed uh, middle last Friday at FIU. Saturday, we trailed. We trailed against Tulane on Tuesday night and then here Wednesday night against UNO. And like you said, we've come back, had the ability to come back and win. Not only win, but score a lot of runs and score a lot of runs late. If you look on Tuesday night, we scored eight runs over the last three innings. And if Wednesday night we scored, I think seven runs over the last three at bats that we had. So I mean, it's just it's fun. And and, you know, offense probably not not the best offense we've ever had, but they have that ability. They have that ability to take care of the other team's mistakes. And uh, you know, if you're going to walk us or hit us, we're going to we're going to somehow find a way to make you pay for that. And that's what we've done.
0: Yeah, it seems like you know the, the on-base percentage is is so good in this team. I think there's three guys over 400, or maybe no, no six guys over 400 with on on-base percentage. And I mean, when you look at how Gabe has been able to to uh, to bring the batting average back up, your your cleanup batter and your six-hole are the are the two lowest averages on the team. Everybody else is 275 or better.
3: Yeah, but 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 look at your cleanup guy too, though. Eleven home runs, 34 RBIs. Right. You know he, he he's he's doing it when he's needed to, you know and and uh, and 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 a six hole hitter has come up with some big hits as well. Absolutely. Two run double, two run double the other night. Two lane, He hits the big three run homer against Ole Miss. Uh, you know to, to, to start this streak or you know to start the current you know sh- streak or or the second game of the streak uh, that we're on right now. So, uh, you know. It, you're not going to look at one guy and say, on this on our offense and say, "Hey, Wayne, this guy really stands out." But you're going to see nine guys that are going to be somewhat clumped together. RBIs are going to be similar, and it's like you know who's going to step up tonight. That's kind of been the way it's been. We've had different guys that have showed out in different ball games. It hadn't been just one guy who has really has really come come along. You just don't know who the star is going to be that night.
2: Hey, we're talking to Jack Duggan, sports information director at Southern Miss, good friend of all of ours on the Eagle Hour. We're going to continue our conversation with Jack. The Rice Owls are in town, and boy, there's a rich history between these two programs. Kind of sad in a sense that it, uh, it will be the last time. Perhaps they play in a weekend series, but uh, so much to think back on about the years with Rice, and we're going to share those memories and some other good stuff with Jack Duggan. Friday edition of the Eagle Hour. We hope everybody will stick around.
0: Southern Miss, to the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour.
2: Hey, I want to thank Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net, for sponsoring the Eagle Hour radio broadcast. We appreciate them very much and uh, hope you'll buy all your Southern Miss apparel from them. I want to remind you, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and tune in, or you can just tell Alexa to play Super Talk Eagle Hour. And as of yesterday... Alexa is still not answering Kelly Santer, uh, who is not here today, and that comes as no surprise to those of us that know uh, Kelly. Southern Bank Course Studio, that's where we're broadcasting from, in Hattiesburg and Laurel. We've got Jack Duggan on the show with us. Jack, the Rice Owls in town. I was reading your press release. You must write these things. Jack, do you write press releases in your sleep? Because I get them at like 11, 12 o'clock at night sometimes. No,
3: it was like seven o'clock last night. It, come on, six right.
2: fifty-three. Okay, six fifty-three, okay. Jack. Now you've Go you've catch. written them later than that, Jack. You've written them have, late into the evening.
3: Well, you know those those are those are games. Right. It's like you know the, the two lane game. I, I think it took like nine hours to play. <laughs> it's pretty long. Uh, you know, you're trying to you're trying to ride on a bus you're trying to send over really bad Wi-Fi internet on the bus and it takes 15 minutes just to get your, your website to, to post. And it's just, Oh, it's miserable, but sometimes, but that's part of it. I mean, you still got to get the information out one way or another. Yeah. And, uh, you know, whether that's six o'clock in the night to 10 in the morning or two thirty at night, you know, you, you, you're trying to keep people trying to keep people, uh, uh, you know informed of right.
2: what's going on right i've made no secret to you about how i enjoy your your uh, participation in the road broadcast and uh i did get amused the other night and i forget the game and you'll have to forgive me but you and john were talking about a young man that came in and he had you know he had a kind of a bad year and he had a really huge uh era i think it was like 17 or 18 and and you you proudly said that the there is a pitcher that I have better collegiate stats than. Do you recall that?
3: that yeah, I do. I do remember saying that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's sad. It's sad when you can actually remember what your college stats are, <laughs> which I do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, uh, tell them all on the air. But I will tell you, I did pitch in one game. Uh, I don't remember the date. I just remember the. I remember the year and the opponent's. At the number of innings, but yeah,
2: um, do you remember the uh, fear in the eyes of the batters, Jack?
3: No, but you know what's funny is <laughs> I. I will say this: I did strike out three in two innings. There we go in my appearance, and there I forget the score, Bob. I forget the score. It was two to one, 16 to one. It was something like that. It
2: was two, two or, 16. or sixteen to one. Uh, it was one so of the So we those were two, playing right?
3: at Mississippi College. And a couple of the guys that I struck out, I'd, I there were teammates of mine, uh, on the American Legion team that I played with the summer before. So yeah, so that was a little gratifying. Um, but you, but
2: that but, kid, yeah, that, that kid that, 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 that was in the game I, to, the other day, you put him in the shade, didn't you?
3: Yeah, a little bit. I I felt <laughs> bad for doing that, but uh, that was very funny. But you know, but but you know what, Bob? Given the opportunity with more chances, I'm sure I could add. Numbers that high as well.
2: I think that's exactly probably right. (laughs) All right, Jack. Great history between these two clubs. And I realize Rice is way down. But uh, in in your release uh, last night, you point out that 2009, 2010, 13, 16, and 17, these two teams played to win the tournament championship. Uh, And they both tied uh, for the regular season crowns in 11 and 13. There's been some great baseball through the years between Rice and Southern Miss,
3: oh, there's there's no doubt. You know, you look. I mean, you know, I look at those games, and and you know, I can remember at least a tidbit of those those five championship games um, that that the two teams played. Like 09 was played here at Pete Taylor Park. You know, it was supposed to be a one o'clock game, but we started like at ten in the morning, ten or ten thirty, because they were expecting rain. We ended up losing that ball game. The next year, in 2010, we played out in, uh, in, uh, at, at uh, Cougar Park uh, in Houston where the tournament was, and that was the first year they used the pod play. And the Eagles sort of back ended their way into the championship game after uh, a guy, from, I think, from Memphis had a home run to win a ball game, which allowed the Eagles to propel themselves into the championship game. And, and and beat Rice, uh, in the final. And had we not won that game, I don't know if we'd have made it to the to the NCAA tournament that year, 2013. That was the year that Southern Miss and and uh, Rice uh, finished tied for the the league crown. And uh, the the tournament was out at Reckling Park that year. Eagles lost on a on a line drive over the second baseman's head off of Nick Johnson in the eleventh inning. What a great game that was. Um you know, I, I, I again I remember bits and pieces. You know, two thousand sixteen was was all you gotta remember about two thousand sixteen is eight six three two. You know what that stands for, yeah, Bob the, the last or, play of
2: the game, brother. I do know what you're talking yeah,
3: about. Yep. Eight six three two center fielder short stop to the first base from the catcher. And uh that's all you need to know. Three, two final. Yeah. Yeah, and I still look at that about once twice a year. Uh, certainly, a special, you know, and to win win our first cr- tournament crown, you know, here on our own on our own field was was quite special. And then, of course, the next year in 2017, down at uh, MGM Park, I think either that year or the next year, we was the largest crowd ever for uh, a tournament game. I think there were 5,200 people there uh, down at MGM Park. And I wanna say that was that seventeen game. You know, Eagles were winning that ball game, and then we had a rain delay and uh Rice came back to win it. But I tell you what, back and forth, you know, two programs that have shown tremendous respect for each other. And uh boy, it's just always fun to watch. Always fun to watch the two teams play. So if you go back, the series dates back to two thousand and six. Rice leads the series thirty to twenty five. But under Scott Barry um, since 2010, the Eagles are 21 and 20 against the Owls. Uh, if you look at the breakdown of the series, the only sweep ever was that ever came was 2006. That was that was for Rice uh, uh, in Houston, and uh, Eagles would would lose to him again in the tournament that year. But that's the only sweep of the of the of the 15 series that the two teams have played, and the Golden Eagles are five and ten. In conference USA series against Rice in their history,
2: uh, up until this weekend, the only sweep. Yeah.
3: Yes. Okay.
2: Yes. Luke, are you back with
0: yes. us? Yeah, I'm here. All right, go ahead.
3: Luke, I didn't put you to sleep. Dad, with no, all that. no, no, no. Something lost you said connection.
0: kicked uh, kicked me off the island. All right. Um, I, well, first of all, I was just going to tell you that that Hildenson cut Hugh Freeze. So you're a better man and better baseball yes. player than Hugh Freeze. So you can you can take solace in that. Anyway. um... So, talking about Coach Coach Denson, Coach Barry, right now at four sixty four, we're in historic territory right now. Um, it won't happen this weekend, even with a sweep. But I mean, in the next ten days, we could have a new leader in all time wins.
3: Yeah, we can. I mean, it's it's reality. Hill Hill with four sixty eight during his time here. Scott now at four sixty four. He actually he and I talked about that yesterday in his office, and uh, I refused to tell him how how. Close he was because I know he doesn't want to know. He he he's y- y'all know y'all know Scott well enough to know that that the most important game is the next game, right? And uh, he doesn't like to he doesn't like to talk about that. And uh, I said I said I'm not going to tell you, but I will say that it's probably in the next next uh, week or so <laughs> get ready because we're about to hit you again. So because uh, I think when he's surprised when where when he tied corky uh charlotte I don't think he realized it, and you know, I was doing the post game interview uh for john uh on the on our on the radio broadcast and i and I brought that up to him and and you know he was he was a little bit emotional and 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 i think, i don't think it was more so of getting to the four fifty eight I think it was because of how much that Corky means to him and right. how much corky right. has done for him and his not only his career but in his life and um, you know corky's a special man and uh yeah you know we all we all love cork and but so
0: about um about a minute left jack just want to, to get your comment on this um, kind of historic tomorrow for uh, a local kid Kurt McCarty gets the the starting nod he gets called up he'll start against the uh the New York Yankees some more for the Cleveland Guardians two Golden Eagles in on that pitching staff. I know. I know. Isn't, that, about isn't that, that
3: incredible? How about how about not only starting against the Yankees, the, the most famed uh, franchise in Major League history, but he gets to start at Yankee Stadium.
1: Yeah, yeah. What,
3: no, uh, what no about pressure. that story? Thirty years from now, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if he gets knocked out in the first inning or he throws a complete game shutout. But your first game is at Yankee Stadium. Isn't that not pretty? Pretty how incredible. cool is that. That, the, the, to me, is the best. And I'm i happy question,
0: Jack, do you think Kurt will have anything to say about it, positive or negative? Do you think he'll be speechless?
3: <laughs> no, he will not be speechless. He will have something to say. He will, and, and you know what? He might even throw Durst in there at some point. You just never know. <laughs>
2: Hey, Jack. Always a great pleasure to have you on the show. We appreciate everything you do for the Eagle Hour. Look forward to seeing you this weekend at Pete Taylor Park.
3: Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great one. Look forward to seeing everybody out at the Pete this weekend. Let's we'll uh, say we pack it.
2: The old left-hander, Jack Duggan, great friend of all of us on the Eagle Hour, does a fantastic job for the University of Southern Mississippi. Al Holder keeps up with Kirk McCarty. Sandlin, all the Southern Miss kids playing professional baseball, and he's gonna give us the first update of the season next. Stay with us.
0: Southern Miss to the top.
2: Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Southern Bank Course Studios, Hattiesburg, Laurel. That's where Bob and Luke are today. want to thank 4th Street Bar and Grill for this sponsorship of this segment. And it'll be a great place to hang out this weekend before and after the game. If you can't get over to Pete Taylor Park, I'm sure they'll have a game on the TV. And there'll always be something good to eat and drink and a lot of good social fun at 4th Street Bar and Grill. Al Holder is a very dear friend of mine, and he keeps up very closely with how our Golden Eagles are doing in professional baseball, and he's going to give us the first update of the year uh, this afternoon. Al, I guess right now, of course, the big news is uh, Kirk McCarty going to pitch in Yankee Stadium. Does does that surprise you in any way? Actually, I've been
4: watching uh, Kirk's uh, career, and he has moved up fairly rapidly through the uh, Cleveland organization and so far this year uh before he was uh, uh brought up to uh the big club he, he was with Triple uh, A uh the Columbus Clippers which is the Triple A organization for the uh Indians and uh, his but his ERA was 0.79 in 3 games. Mm. And so he had 12 strikeouts and his whip was 1.06 which is good. And so the, the, they obviously like him. I I think he's probably hitting his spots where they want and uh, you know, keeping the batter off, uh, off. Uh, you know, kind of mm-hmm. not not knowing what's coming next. I just think it's kind of cool that if he's going to be in Yankee Stadium, and this all depends on whether Quantrell can't start. So if Quantrell can't start, then uh, they're probably going to throw Kirk out there. What a thrill for your first, <laughs> your introduction to Major League Baseball to be in Yankee Stadium.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's Kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, no question. Look, you don't get here with Al.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he's been named the starter for tomorrow. I looked at a few things, and um, oh,
4: really? Well, good then. Quantrill's not going to throw. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. They had. I think they had. Maybe they had some COVID issues too. But anyway, yeah, we were just talking with Jack. How cool is it that you know? Oh, this would be really, really incredible if you know McCarty gets six six innings, six and a third and then Sandlin comes in and he hands the ball off to Sandlin that would be really cool. I
4: I I thought the same thing. How cool. Nick Nick uh, uh he had one bad game uh a couple of games ago. Uh his ERA was up to 8.3 but he had only uh pitched 4.1 innings, but now he's uh, as of yesterday, he uh uh he came in he had uh he went. He was one. He, he got, gave up one hit, one strikeout, zero earned runs, and so his uh, ERA had dropped down to six point seven five uh, just after that one inning. So give him a few more innings. I think he'll come around. Uh.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Part of it is that those when you only pitch, you know, a third, or you get them out of a jam, or pitch an inning, you give up a couple of runs, it, it skyrockets. But yeah, he's a guy, you know, with still coming back off, you know, some of that arm injury. But I mean, he's he's hitting mid nineties. I think he has set up. He he's got two holds so far this year. I think he's has the potential to be a set up guy, or even the right situation, he could possibly work his way into a closing position just because of the amount of stuff that he has available in his repertoire.
4: I think you're exactly right. I've I just I I've I just never seen anybody that can do what he does. Uh, the the uh, uh, I've seen people that can throw breaking balls like that. Uh, we got one was Rhodes uh, that, that that does that. Uh, but when you can also uh, hum a fastball by him in mid nineties, in addition to a seventy eight mile an hour breaking ball off your hip, I mean it just there's just no way to uh, to hit that sort of stuff.
2: Yeah,
4: uh, Ryan you know, Matt Walner uh, uh, is just I don't know. He, uh, his batting average is zero point nine seven.
2: Oh, really? He's just
4: yeah. He's not. How he, many uh, How Chuckie many games Robinson's has
2: he played? As uh, he's just, played, uh, let's see, he's had thirty one at bats. Hmm. So not yeah. off to a good start. Chuck, he's still hanging around in the AAA, you say? Yeah, he is, and at uh, at Louisville, the the team's name's
4: the Louisville Bats. <laughs> and uh, which is appropriate, that's a Triple A ball club for Cincinnati, and his batting average is one seventy six. But you know, as a defensive catcher, he's just he's right there. That's why people like him because he's so good behind the plate. And uh, right, so I'm I'm sure they're working with him. And, and, all.
2: and didn't Walter have a pretty good year last year? It seems like he played pretty well last year.
4: Yeah, he he it, uh, he dropped down, uh, I think, from High A to A. And he seemed to pick up speed a little bit. I just his swing is so long, and uh, you know these guys. When you start going up there against these guys that can throw a sinker in the mid nineties, I mean, or in a slider that is just unhittable. I mean, it's just really hard for, for people with long swings uh, to, uh, to to. to Get the bat on the ball right, and so I I think that may be a lot of what they're working with him on. So
0: some of it. I mean, he's he's in Double A right now. He's uh, he's with the Wichita Wind Surge. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's just striking out a lot. I mean, he's been, he struck out more than half of his at bats this year. But I mean, last year, 15 home runs, 14 or 47 RBIs. He batted 264 in high. So he is in double A and anybody yeah. that watches Major League Baseball, I mean, you know, or minor league baseball keeps up with it. Double A, triple A has now kind of. If you're, if it's imminent, your call to the show, yeah, you're going to be there, but it's more like your insurance policies because a lot of your, your young studs, the guys you're pegging for, they kind of make their name in double A. So, That's you know, right. I, they, mm-hmm. they definitely believe in Wallner. The power is real, but, um, but to Al's point, I mean, he may have to end up, you know, shorten the swing just a little bit, kind of, and not in the exact same way, but kind of what we've seen, you know, Slade Wilkes do a little bit this year and, in, in order yep. to, uh, to make, you know, drive and, and hit more doubles than just going for power.
2: Yep. Now, you yeah. said Ryan Ock had some surprising stats, Al. Now,
4: Ryan's with a, a great team. They're called the Fort Wayne 10-caps. <laughs> <laughs> that's San Diego's high A-ball club. He's 1-0. He's pitched uh, two games. He's pitched four innings. He's given up one base on balls, eight strikeouts.
2: Wow. Get this.
4: His whip is 0.25. Wow. Wow, he's hit one batter. The batting average is zero 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 on fifty-seven pitches.
2: Hmm. What What if he'd have been in the rotation this this year too? You know what? What if you, What if you were adding oh, him geez. to this pitching staff this oh, year?
4: No, geez. now <laughs> you're making me want to cry.
2: Somebody I wouldn't. Mean, uh, somebody <laughs> would have a. Rolster you might as well tribe. just
4: give us a ticket to to Omaha.
2: <laughs> okay. No yeah, we, right. What if we threw him in the mix of the pitching staff we have uh, right now. Unbelievable. He's he's certainly, toward the end of last year, he was just dynamite.
4: He was shut down dynamite last year. So, so obviously, he's carried that over here. And and like I said, he's in high A. So, we'll kind of keep an eyeball on him and see what happens.
2: Any of these surprise you, Luke, kids that are doing so well?
0: Aki isn't. Just simply, you know, when you have the control that he has from the left side, you know, mid-90s, that's just, that's what you want, you know. and, And he has the ability to come in. And, uh, and, and strike people out, you know, with authority. So I, I would have thought Warner's average would be up just a little more. He's got to cut down on the strikeouts. Um, definitely, but I mean, I'm most impressed. I mean, you know, we, we thought about, about Kirk McCarty. Um, going back to him, I mean, you know, Kurt Kirk, Kirk's not going to blow it by you. Kirk's always just been a bulldog out there, finding his spots, being smart, you know, working, uh, working batters. And that might be. You know, to to be able to start a major league baseball game, um, he has just been extraordinary. Moving up from Double A and then in Triple A last year, I think a few years ago, he was kind of their minor league pitcher of the year. And mm-hmm. uh, we had you know hinted in the past, uh, you know how cool would it be if he and Sandlin were in the same dugout? And you know now here they are. So uh, I'll be checking out that game tomorrow for sure. And you know, a, a few more guys, you know that that uh, we talk about. You know, we had J C Keys on the show a few weeks ago and. You know, just some some guys like that that are uh, still trying to find their way. And I think when you see what Kirk has done, it's an inspiration of those other Southern Miss guys that are in high or AA, saying, "Hey, I can make it too."
4: Mm-hmm. Reed Tremble's on seven day injured right now, so he's not doesn't have any stats so far this year.
0: And where
2: is he?
4: Uh, he's with the Delmarva Shorebirds. That's a A, a ball club for the Orioles.
2: There's no question that minor league baseball has the coolest nicknames of any sport. No question about no question. it. No I question love about it. it. They're
4: just great stuff. All
2: yeah. right, we got a minute left. I know how you love this baseball team. I don't think they've play a game that you and I aren't corresponding throughout the baseball game. Uh, well, I have to keep you settled down. Yes, you do. You, you really do. I'm I, I'm not taking things too well, as you pointed out to me the other night. I just need to calm down a little bit. <laughs> Uh, your thoughts in the last forty-five seconds of just how good this team is right now?
4: Uh, really good. I don't know if you watched uh, uh, Montenegro's home run the other day. Yes, but that that was as pretty a swing as you'll ever see. His left leg, his, his the, the push off on it. He was on his toe. He got he got extended as he went through the ball. It, all he had to do was make the bat square up on it and it was gone and that's exactly what he did. That, that was the most beautiful swing I think I've seen in a long time. And
2: isn't that game, isn't that hit sort of symbolic of the season? That oh, yeah. when, when things look dire, here comes a kid who hadn't hit a home run for you all year. It, it was kind of like the, the the three run dinger that Lynch hit against Ole Miss up in Jackson yeah. earlier. Yeah. Kids are just yeah. stepping up at the right time and and right now things just could not be going much better.
4: Good teams, when there's magic in the middle of them, uh, there's some, there's something totally special about that. Uh, if we had a couple of hours, I could tell you about some teams that I remember that that had that, and like the '68 Tigers and some. But it's just uh, my favorite team of all time. But it's just uh, just unbelievable when that happens. And I, right now, that's what we have going on. So,
2: all right, Al, thank you, man. Keep me calm in the next three days. Uh, I'll be all, I'll, I'll be will, looking all, to hear all, from you. Yeah. All right, Al Holder, everybody. Brandon, Mississippi, beloved Southern Miss sports fan and a guy that really follows the Golden Eagles. We'll be right back.
0: Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Eagle Hour closing out the week from the Southern Bancor Studios. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Lots of stuff going on this weekend. Beach volleyball down at Tulane for a doubleheader tomorrow, 10.30 a.m. and 12.45 p.m. Softball on the road out in San Antonio. Lady Eagles hot right now. Eight and nine. Um, eight, eight out of the last nine, they've won. Uh, they started off real tough in conference, but now they're six and nine, climbing back to 526 and 16 overall. They will take on, uh, the, the Lady Roadrunners tonight at six, tomorrow at one and Sunday at one. Men's tennis drops a 4-0 match today to the FAU Owls. And then, of course, baseball, 6 p.m. tonight, 2 p.m. tomorrow.
2: Well, it looks like uh, we may have had a, a technical glitch there with Luke. Uh, we're having some tie-line trouble, and it uh, looks like he may have been knocked off. But the Rice Owls take on uh, Southern Miss tonight at 6 o'clock, and, of course, uh, we'll all be there. And uh, Hunter Riggins, no, Tanner Hall on the mound for Southern Miss, 3-0 and on the season, 2.86 ERA against right-hander Cooper Chandler, who is a graduate senior. He is 1-6 with a 6.18 ERA for Rice. We're always happy to bring new sponsors uh, onto the Eagle Hour, and we're always very, very grateful for them. And we've got one here with us this afternoon. Dale Beavers uh, is a uh, licensed life and health insurance specialist uh, for Aflac Insurance and one of the new members of the uh, Eagle Hour family. And, uh, Mr. Beavers, first of all, thank you for your support of the Eagle Hour, and, and welcome to our studio.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Bob. It's great to be here.
2: AFLAC, if you will, lean up and speak directly into that, mic. Okay, you sure. AFLAC, a little different than traditional insurance companies. I I, I saw several years ago, uh, my wife uh, had uh, some unexpected surgery that knocked her out of work. Uh, this was several years back. Uh, for several weeks, and boy, that AFLAC kicked right in and, and made up for her lost income. It does that in, in a lot of ways.
1: Yes. Uh, in fact, I was just hearing the other day that the leading cause of medical bank of bankruptcy in the United States is medical bills. And Aflac, of course, helps cover the gaps that your major medical insurance does not. And one of the things that I really like them is how quickly they pay their claims. And they've been named by Ethisphere Magazine as one of the most ethical companies in the world, I think 15, 16 years in a row. Mm-hmm. I see on
2: your card it says Group Health. Does Aflac sell now Group Health Insurance?
1: Uh, no, um, the group the group health on my card is talking about group major medical insurance. Mm-hmm. I work with a company that uh, company that does. Um,
2: so you do group, that as well. Your yes. agency does that. I see. I see. So it's not just limited then, right? But to Affleck.
1: Yeah, I pretty much do. It, my, well, Suzanne and I do pretty much everything on the life and health side. Um, and the reason I do that is I know that each person is different, has unique needs, uh, and I try to meet those people where they are. Um, you know, whether if it's a senior citizen, you know, I, I'm appointed with several Medicare supplement providers, uh, mm-hmm. and I, I have the lowest rates in the industry. Um, I'm appointed with all four of the Medicare Advantage providers that serve this area. So, you know, and, and of course, people are concerned about, you know, having doctors and in net, in network and that sort of thing. And so I have a, you know, I have, the, I will be able to, uh, direct that person to the plan that best fits their needs.
2: Yep. I saw a great feature story this week uh, on a national newscast about a husband and wife cross-country truck driving team. You don't drive trucks across the country, but but your agency is a husband and wife insurance agency team.
1: That's correct. Yes, yeah, Suzanne got uh, got licensed a little over three years ago, and we've been working working together ever since. Uh, in fact, in fact, we we've been married since August of of 2019. So. Uh.
2: Mm-hmm. AppBlack, uh, well known, of course, too for their famous duck, and uh, they have a really, uh, they have a really, I think, well done uh, national ad campaign that that we consistently see on on national media. But AppBlack is a company that's grown, really grown a lot over the last ten or fifteen years.
1: Oh yeah, it's a Fortune five hundred company. I think in the top two hundred, in fact.
2: So it found a niche initially. Am I not right about that? A niche where. We step in, you know, when you can't go to work Correct. in layman's terms.
1: Right. Yeah, they sell short-term disability policies, cancer policies, accident policies, critical care policies, hospital pol- policies, all of those things that step in when you're unable to work. Because, you know, when you when you have a major illness or accident, uh, you know, three things happen. Uh, one, you lose your in- income. Two, you have medical bills. Um and three, you still have all your other bills to pay.
2: Right. The, the bills never stop. <clears throat> no, they don't. <laughs> uh, tell me, how can people get in touch uh, with you or your wife at your agency, please?
1: Okay. Of course, we have a business Facebook page, Beavers and Beavers Insurance. And, of course, uh, can, uh, my number is 601-325-7459. And you, know, you can reach me any time. And if, if I'm busy, I'll certainly re- return your call the same day, if, if not within the next hour.
2: Well, I want you to know, Mr. Beavers. There, there are two groups of people we appreciate the most. That's the people that sponsor our program on all of our stations, and and of course the people that listen. And uh, we are glad to have uh, you and your agency as part of our uh, Eagle Hour family here in Hattiesburg, and. Uh, I thank you very much for coming out and sharing time with us today.
1: Hey, you know, I've lived in Hattiesburg for 20 years. I'm a graduate of another university, but I know that uh, when Southern Miss does well, this community does well. And so Southern Miss to the top.
2: There we go. All right, that wraps up the Eagle Hour for this week. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Great baseball all weekend at the Pete, a sixth-ranked Southern Miss takes on uh, the Rice Owls. We'll be back Monday with Coach Scott Berry. And until then, Southern Miss to the top.
4: Into the future. Time keeps on
3: slipping, slipping, slipping. Into
2: the future.